Hey, this is Susie, the Life Coach. Welcome to a podcast to help you learn how to have a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Learning how to embrace ourselves first is the key that unlocks our full potential. Follow along for weekly tips and strategies curated to help you connect back to your true essence, heal the relationship with yourself, and ultimately live it all better. This is Susie, the Life Coach, and welcome to episode 40 of the Live It All Better podcast. Today's episode is titled, Who Has the Higher EI in Your Relationship? So I am just coming off a couple of days of spending a lot of time with family uh, for the holidays, and some interesting content has bubbled up to the surface. So let's begin with what the definition of EI is. So that acronym stands for emotional intelligence for those of you that don't know. And the definition is the ability to manage both our own emotions and understand the emotions of people around you. There are five key elements to EI, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Okay, so how uh, does this relate to today's title? Well, um, the person with the higher EI or the capacity for EI is usually the one that is going to do the work first to try to improve a relationship. So let's back up the choo-choo a little bit. If you are in a relationship that feels um, dysfunctional, that has elements of toxicity in it, if there has been prolonged periods of dissatisfaction and it's just not working and it has not been working for a long period of time. And you know, this this is evident in many um, Gen X relationships, many boomer relationships, and I highlight those particular generations because those were the generations that were most um, unexposed to all of this self-help, personal development, um, learning to empower the self, uh, were not taught self-love, you know, none of that was in popular culture and most of us and our parents of a particular age uh, just kind of lived their entire life on autopilot following the status quo and not giving too much attention to the health of the internal environment. So if you are or have been or witnessed a relationship where there has been prolonged dysfunction. Let's just narrow it down a little bit more. If your relationship has felt um, unsatisfactory for a prolonged period of time, you have two choices. You can either leave the relationship or you can start to make changes. If you are going to start to make changes or if there are going to be changes that, that will be made, okay, it's usually the person 
with the higher EI, with the higher capacity for EI, the higher capacity for emotional intelligence that will likely do the work first. And by the work, I mean they will start to work on themselves. That person with the higher capacity for emotional intelligence will recognize that they no longer want to spend another day in that energy, in that cycle, repeating those patterns. And for whatever reason, there will be this flicker or motivation or inspiration or intuitive, intuitive nudge that the power to shift things lies within them. So that will be the motivation or the impetus behind change. Okay. Now, so much of this change and shifting will happen on an energetic level first. Okay. So the person doing the changing first. Okay. Let's just assume you are the one with the higher intelligence. If you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> Emotional intelligence, sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because stuff in the podcast resonates with you. So you are open. So you have a relatively high level of emotional intelligence. You are nourishing that aspect of yourself. You are harnessing the power within. You are recognizing that you hold the power to improve the way that you experience your life. You are willing to open space to do work, to meet yourself, to um, become personally accountable. Okay, so let's just take a moment to honor you. I honor you. Proud of you. Yes. Okay, so once you make this decision to make changes for you, for your experience, for the way you experience your life. It is not about the other person. And that's an important thing to recognize, okay? That there is, there has to be a certain degree of unhooking from the other person's experience, from the other person's journey. This change within the relationship begins with you for you. I'm going to repeat that. This change begins with you, for you. You are doing this for you. Okay? So, once you decide, that alone will begin to create an energetic shift within you. You're suddenly going to show up differently, energetically, in all of your communication with your partner, verbal and nonverbal, there will be something different about you because you've made the decision to hold your own well-being and happiness in high regard. There will be a shift in your energy because you have acknowledged that you are a powerful being that can affect change for yourself, within yourself, for yourself. So that is step one. That often is enough to start pushing the needle in a positive direction towards change in your union with your partner. You suddenly will not be reacting the same way anymore. You will not take things 
Maybe you will not take things as personally anymore. Perhaps you will welcome triggers and um, struggles and conflicts as a challenge to go deeper within yourself to figure out why it's bugging you, what you can do about it, um, how you can act completely differently than you might have a week ago. Maybe you're a little calmer. Maybe you're pausing a little bit more before you respond. Maybe you're actually verbally saying that, I don't want to do this anymore. We have to start doing things differently. But the shift is that you are a little bit kinder to yourself. There's a little bit of um, an energy of honoring within yourself that you have this resolve about you to do things differently. Okay, so that's, that's like the first part, okay? Just the, de- just the decision already brings on a shift energetically, okay? And then as you continue your self-love practice, as you continue to open space for personal accountability, and by that I mean what has your hand been in this tango with your partner, You know, if you've been dissatisfied in your relationship for a very, very long time, that didn't happen just because of the other person. I can tell you that. So if you've been digging your heels in the sand, and I say this with love, if you've been digging your heels in the sand, pointing fingers outwards that it's your partner that has made your lives miserable, you are desperate. You are not desperately, sorry. You are... um, you are really deluding yourself that you didn't have a hand in that. Like the new kids say, that's totally delulu. That kind of dysfunction cannot happen because of one person. So either you stayed too long, and that was your hand in the dysfunction, okay? Or you thought that you were in no way, shape, or form the problem and it was all on them. Either way, you didn't acknowledge that you played a big part in that dysfunction. I kind of lost my thoughts, but I'm just going to run with it. The emotional intelligence required... It's like there's very little that's required um, other than the awareness and recognition that you can affect change within yourself for the relationship, first and foremost for you, but then eventually it will have um, repercussions in the relationship because your shift energetically is a conscious decision. So you are consciously deciding to do things differently, to do the work, to show up for yourself, to you know, explore your triggers, to um, interrupt old stories, to break patterns. You're consciously doing all of that. And as you begin to do that and you shift on an energetic level and, and start to actually now show up physically different, okay? Your energy is different, but now your words are different. Your tone is different your end goal is different. It's not like, I want you to change. It's like, I'm changing. Okay. So then 
it can't help but be any other way, the other person will automatically start shifting, but at a subconscious level. Energetically, they will start showing up differently because it's just different. Like if one variable changes, then it all changes. Okay, so the title of this episode is whose um, emotional intelligence is higher in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking ahead in my head. Does it suck that it has to be you? Like, are you annoyed that it has to be you? Like, why do I have to do all the work? I mean, yeah, there might be times that you feel that way or that you feel the weight of that. But everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. You don't have to stay in the relationship. You don't. And um, you don't have to make changes. You can stay and leave it as is. But none of that will bring you the sense of empowerment, alignment, and freedom that is required to live a life with flow and ease where you can truly live it all better because you are at the helm of your own ship. Okay. You, are, you have taken control over how you want to experience your life and putting tools and strategies into place to do that. So I just don't think that this work is ever lost. This work on the self and this um, cultivating of your, of your self-love, this foundational self-love that just just serves as the fuel that you require to move through your life differently. Okay? So that's kind of just the message that I wanted to transmit today is that in your relationship, generally, the person with the higher capacity for emotional intelligence and the person with the higher emotional intelligence will likely have to do the work first. And Let's say the other person or your partner doesn't uh, respond energetically or doesn't um, kind of like embark upon the, you know, journey or the degree of change that you are looking for that you can withstand. Well, you can still leave the relationship. Either way, you have gained, you have gained because you have expanded and you have grown and you've become more clear about who and how you want to be. You've harnessed your internal power and you're looking through, you know, you're looking at yourself through a different lens and you are more strong and you have, you know, harnessed your resilience and resourcefulness so nothing is lost um in my personal relationship i'm the one that started to go inwards first (laughs) and that was after a prolonged period of dissatisfaction i wasn't enjoying the way that i was experiencing my life and my relationship and of course i had a choice i could have left the relationship Or I could have gone inward and worked on me and become the best version of myself and try to explore why the hell am I so frustrated all the time? And I did that. And it wasn't an overnight thing. And it's not a 
a finished product thing. That will never happen. But from the very onset of making the decision to go inward, I began to shift energetically. And from the very beginning, I noticed shifts in my partner. And I could feel that the needle was moving in the right direction. And that was so damn empowering. It like, it cast a light on what is possible. So if it's you, then I invite you to start. Okay, I, I truly invite you to unhook from the idea that it's all because of your partner, because it's not. And I invite you to go within and see what treasures lie within you. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I will leave it there. For those of you that are unaware, my Learning to Embrace Me workshop goes deep dive into all of the elements required to build up your EI, okay? Because when we are open to cultivating our own self-love and putting the tools and strategies into practice that are required to elevate our EI and to love ourselves more, then we start to move through the world differently, okay? So my five-week workshop is all about that. And it will provide you with all that you need to know to refine your self-love practice and empower you and get you to shift into a life where it feels, where you feel aligned, where you're living true to your values. And um, you're living as who and how you want to be. This is empowering. This is liberating. This is what allows you to flow. This is what allows you to live it all better. So I invite you to check that out. The new cohorts are slated to start January 24th. It'll be five Wednesdays, either 1 p.m. or 7 p.m. You can find the RSVP on my website, coachingwithsusie.com. You can find it on my bio in uh, Instagram. And you can reserve your spot. I actually have new, I've opened up new spots for those of you interested. And yeah, you can. I promise you that you can. If I can, you can. And if these podcast episodes resonate, my program is times 100. I put my heart and soul into that. And I've given you all of the essence of what I have used and continue to use to live it all better. Keep going. As always, here's hoping that you got something from today's podcast that will allow you to live it all better. And I invite you to keep holding your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard. Talk soon.